Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. are going to learn a lot from me today. Whatever I say, make sure you're keeping notes and do those things and you're going to be just fine. You know I'm kidding, right? So let me tell you a few stories about what a perfect mom I am. I have three beautiful children. They're all girls. Um, I was a very young mom. I was pregnant at 17, had a baby at 18. And um, then I met Bradley, and we were friends for a while, thought we might like to date, and then I found out he had a daughter that was the same age as my daughter. So we were like, this is going to be great. This is going to be perfect because we have kids the same age, and they're just going to love each other. Uh Uh-uh. Didn't work out that way. So I want to give a shout-out to the step-parents. If your stepchildren are living... Give yourself a pat on the back. Awesome. I actually do want to share a text this morning. Will you bring my phone? The reason I wanted to share this is because um, it's hard being a parent, period. It's hard being mom or dad. It's tough. And um, when you bring stepchildren into the mix, I mean, that's what they are. They're, they're stepchildren, and you want to accept them and love them as your own, but it's very difficult sometimes. And um, Bradley and I have been married for 13 years. We just celebrated our 13th anniversary, and our girls were four when um, we first got married. And for the longest time, I just felt like um, Caitlin, his daughter, was going to hate me because we clashed on lots of levels early on in our marriage. So, but we, we have come so far. And I just want to tell you, if you are married and you have a blended family and it's early in your marriage, it is so, it's such a good feeling and accomplishment when you feel like you've actually made a difference in somebody else's child's life. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I got this text this morning from Caitlin, and I hope I don't cry. I was like, when I get up there, I'm either going to cry, pass out, or um, I don't know. So anyway, I just wanted to share this with you, even though it's kind of personal, because we, you know, we moved, and Caitlin's not with us, so we're five hours away from her and have been for over a year now. Um, But we did see her a lot when we were back in Alabama, Georgia, and um, You don't think about the impact that you make on somebody's life, but um, I got this text this morning. It says, Happy Mother's Day to my other mommy. She's 17. I'm so glad to have you a part of my life, Amy. You've always been here to help me when I need someone to talk to, and you've always been like a best friend to me. I love you with all of my heart, and I don't know what I'd do without you. And it's just nice to know that she likes me still. (laughs) 
She's like, I, and I, I want her to like me, and I want her to love me. And um, it just is so difficult sometimes to parent, especially the right way. So I'm going to share just a little bit about my testimony. I know some of you have heard part of it before, but just so you'll know where I'm coming from. When I talk about the message today, it's talking as a daughter, not necessarily as a mom. Um, My mother gave me up when I was two. My grandparents raised me all of my life. So my mother was my grandmother. That's all I knew. And I called her mama, just like her kids called her mama. I lived with her until I turned 18, and then once I realized I didn't want to be on my own and pay my own bills, I moved back home. So I spent lots of time with her, but she is just the, an example of such a selfless woman. When you think about somebody who's raised all four of their children, and then they say, I'll take you too, you know, um, it just means so much to me. Um, she passed away in 2009, and, um, And I miss her because I called her every single day. And the first time I picked up my phone to dial her number, and I couldn't. It was the hardest thing ever. And so today I want to talk to you as somebody to love and appreciate your parents because I know that I gave her heck a lot of my life. And I felt like I was entitled for a lot of my life because of what a hard hand I felt like I'd been dealt. My mom didn't want me. My dad was not around. And, you know, I felt like I deserved, you know, something more, I guess. But she, I, she was awesome. And um, when I first started teaching, it was the second year that I started teaching. It was the second month that she passed away. We share a birthday. So I was born on her birthday, and the, ver- the week after our birthday is when she passed away, the very next Sunday. And so, um, at the school that I was at, um, I had interned under a lady named Connie Askew. Connie, if you're listening, I love you. She, her husband was a pastor of a local church and she just took me in and I felt like you don't know that you need something until you need it, you know, kind of thing. And I just feel like God put her in my path to be my spiritual mom because he knew his plan for my grandmother and he knew how hard it would be on me. And so still to this day, I call her at least every couple of weeks and just say, hey, Mama Jean. You know, she calls my kids, her, her grandkids. And um, so I say that to say, I know that there are some of you here today that either don't have a relationship with your mom, having a strange relationship with your mom, was not raised by your mom, or you are celebrating today and your mom's in heaven. If you will just ask God to fill that void for you, he will. And I, I hope that you will. I hope that you'll do that. And even if you don't have a mom to celebrate today, I hope that you get something out of the message that just makes you feel loved and makes you feel God's love. So I just wanted to share that with you. And now for the funny stuff, because all that I can't cry like that the whole time. It'll be bad. So I want to tell you, I want to go back to the, I'm the perfect mom and tell you some of the stories of my children, just so you can kind of get a laugh and you'll make it easier on me if you'll laugh when I tell a joke, even if it's not funny, (laughs) just laugh. So like I said, I have three daughters, two that are the same age, and then we have 
Bradley and I have a daughter together who's 12 and thinks she's 25. So the first story um, is when I was a single mom, um, you know, you do the best you can. When you're 18, you're kind of like, if I don't kill her, that'll be good. Like, if she lives through the night, then, you know, we'll be fine. So um, I really used to like to have mustard on everything, and sometimes I still do, but I really, really, really like mustard. And so um, I'd been eating one night probably pizza rolls or something like that that you, when you're a single mom, you just have to, you know, whatever's on sale, that's what you eat. So we, um, I was sitting eating, you know, and I thought she was in her room playing. I left the mustard sitting on the table. It got really, really, really quiet. And when you have a toddler, you know that's dangerous. So I walk in. This is Taryn we're talking about. Taryn, stand up so they can see which one. So I'm like, oh, God, it's quiet. So I walk in Taryn's bedroom. She has taken the mustard bottle. This is a house we're renting that has blue carpet, like blue, blue, blue carpet. And she's got the mustard bottle, and she's just squirting and rubbing. And there's like five patches of mustard squirts, and she's making art. So so don't leave ketchup, mustard, any condiments sitting around where your toddler can get them. That's the first lesson. Two, I have Ansley. I'm saving Caitlin for last because it's the best. Ansley, who is a toddler, and I was staying at home. Bradley was working. We had decided I was going to stay at home with her since she was our baby, and so I could have the opportunity to to be with her. I didn't get that opportunity with Taryn. And, um, you know, I was kind of doing some part-time work, so I was multitasking. You know, that's what moms do. They kind of do everything all at once. And Ansley was in the process of being potty trained. So we have a potty that has not been used yet. And to Ansley, it's a toy. So, you know, she's taking the potty part off that has the hole in the top and just putting it on her head. She's like one and a half. So she's like, hee hee, mommy, look how cute I am, you know, with the potty. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm typing on the computer, doing some part-time work. And, um... I turn around, and she has her hands like this, and she's going. And I panicked, and I called Bradley. Like, how do you call 911 and tell them your daughter has a potty stuck on her head? Like, how do you even, how do, you even do that? So I am like, holy God. Please let this potty come up. That sounds so ridiculous, doesn't it? Please get the potty off my child's head. So luckily, <laughs> luckily, I could remove the potty, but um, it was very, it was stressful. I didn't know if we were going to make it through. So second, second item that you need to reference, please don't let your toddlers play with the potty. Those of you that have little babies, a potty is not a toy, okay? I was still young, and that's what I blame it on, so no potties. So story number three, Caitlin. Raise your hand if you've seen Caitlin. She has hair to like here. She's had hair to like there for all of her life. There is an issue with the girl's hair. She gets it stuck everywhere. And apparently I am the slave driver because when my kids were like seven, I had them vacuuming the floors. So Taryn and Caitlin are like vacuuming away. 
And then, you know, we're doing our own thing while the kids are helping us clean the house. I think that's perfectly normal. I come down the hallway, and Caitlin is like this with her hair stuck in the vacuum cleaner. And this is not the first. We go down the road. She rolls her hair up in the window. Like everywhere we go, there is hair getting stuck somewhere. So cut, keep short hair for girls. That's your third. That's your third um, item to write down. So anyway, um, I was kidding about being perfect, by the way. I have made so many mistakes. Apparently, 18 years of experience means nothing when you're a parent. Because I'm still learning, and Taryn's 18. So um, I also was going to read what my mother taught me. I found it on Pinterest. It was so funny. And I know that some of you will recognize these, so I'm just going to read through real quick. And then I'm going to get to the word, I promise. Um, Number one, there were like 25. I chose 11 because I knew I wouldn't have time. Um, My mother taught me religion. You better pray that will come out of the carpet. My mother taught me time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into next week. Raise your hand if you've said that one before. Um, My mother taught me foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, My mother taught me irony. Keep crying, and I'll give you something to cry about. My mother taught me about weather. This room of yours looks as if a tornado went through it. Notice I'm looking at Taryn about every time I read one. My mother taught me about envy. There are millions of less fortunate children in this world who don't have wonderful parents like you do. My mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait until we get home. My mother taught me humor. When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. Some of y'all that went, phew. Okay. My mother taught me wisdom. When you get to be my age, you'll understand. My mother taught me about justice. One day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. Just kidding. I love you. My mother taught me about receiving. You are going to get it when we get home. So those were, those were funny. I thought they were cute. Um, anyway, so today I'm going to be talking to you from a daughter's perspective, not necessarily as a mother. And our message is entitled, What Mothers Deserve. So we're going to share just six points with you about um, what we think mothers deserve and um, some biblical reference that kind of ties along with that. So um, today, I'm going to be talking about obeying, respecting, and giving affection to mothers and what the Word says about those things. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is obedience, which is very evident in the Bible everywhere. Today, obedience has such a negative connotation. Like when you say, you will obey what I say, it's so negative. It has such a negative ring to it because it's like, you're trying to boss me around or tell me what to do. When the fact of the matter is, we just have a little bit of experience on our children or our mothers have experience on us. And sometimes it takes us so long to realize my mama was right. Like if I had just obeyed my mama. Um, So... Obedience, the definition is the act of practice of obeying, dutiful or submissive compliance. So um, the Bible talks about obedience in several different ways. The first verse I'm going to share with you is Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy your long life. 
on the earth. Because if you don't obey your parents, you may not make it to see tomorrow. That's just the fact of the matter sometimes. The next verse I want to share, Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. And then Proverbs 1.8, and then I'll talk about these. Proverbs 1.8. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. So the reason I wanted to point out these verses is so that we can share these with our, our children. Children learn best when they've seen something modeled. And I hear a lot about that because I teach. And so that's really big when they're trying to teach you something new to teach the students in your classroom is model, model, model. And kids observe and they take in so much. So when they see what we're doing, then in turn, they will do that. So reading the word, knowing the word, obeying the word, and explaining that to your children will help them be able to obey moms, dads, parents, elders. So the second one I'm going to talk about is respect or honor. And the definition is to hold in honor or high respect something done or given as a token of respect. Um, and I have a couple of verses for those also. Exodus twenty twelve says, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Kind of ties into the other verse that I mentioned. And then um, Proverbs twenty twenty. If someone curses their father or mother, their lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. And when I think about respect or honor, I I think there are so many ways that you can show respect and honor, just the tone and the way that you speak to your your mom, okay, the things that you do. And sometimes your words don't even tell anything, but your actions do. So it's so important that as daughters and sons and children that we respect in our actions and in our words, our mothers. And our mothers, we know, sacrifice so much for us and they do so many things that nobody else would do for us so that alone should command the respect that they deserve so and then the last one that I will talk about is affection Um, and the definition of this one is fond attachment devotion or love and um, when I when I was studying up on affection the verse um that was listed was 1 Kings 19.20, and it's the story of Elijah and Elisha. And it's when um, Elisha knows that he, he has a calling on his life, and he is, um, he is moved by the Holy Spirit to follow Elijah. He knew it was his calling. However, he knew the importance of um, honoring his parents by giving them the affection that they deserved for taking care of him. His, his entire life. So the, the verse reads, Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Um, and it's so important to show our affection to our mothers. I know that when my babies hug me, that can make everything that happened that day disappear. And so it's so important that we, that we use that to our advantage and we love and hug on and let our parents know, our mothers know, how much we love them and how much we need them. Um, And again, it goes back to your actions, showing them not only with your words, but your actions that you love and you appreciate them with a hug or a kiss, a thank you, I love you, mom. And then um, also Romans 12, 10, be kindly affectioned to one another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. 
And again, all of those verses tie into both parents, but today, obviously, we're celebrating Mother's Day. And I think it's so important for us as daughters to take these verses to heart and to make sure that we're applying that, even as mothers, obviously. But just obeying the word, sharing it with our kids, helping nourish their relationship with God so that they can be successful, that they can have the relationship with God that we have, and so that they can obey, honor, respect, and show affection to their mothers. Amen? Well, thank you so much for having me. Did I speak too long? On behalf of all the kids in the world, here are two things every mom needs to know. Number one, put down your phone, unless your kid is named phone. Number two, don't name your kid phone. That's just not right. That's messed up. Number three, we love you. It's just sometimes we don't know how to say it. Sometimes it just comes out screaming or crying. But the next time your kid screams, you know what they're really saying is, I love you, Mom. You're beautiful. Thank you for not naming me phone. (laughs) Four, stop cleaning. Our house isn't messy. Our house is awesome. It's awesome because we live in it. My mom got stuff to do. Number five. Mom upside down is wow. Doesn't really mean anything, but I just thought it was really cool. Wow. It should be like this. Wow, 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 wow. Number six. While I have you here, I want to take a second and talk about meatloaf. Meatloaf's like a loaf of bread, but it's meat. Mom, we love you, but let's cool it on the meatloaf. Number seven, thank you for cleaning up all the poop. Number eight, have fun for once. We love to see you have fun. Dance in the grocery store. Uh-huh, I got all this stuff. Or sing in the middle of a driveway. Oh, it'll feel great. Great. And it'll scare your kids so much, they'll be quiet. Number nine. Hug more, shout less. Look, I get it, I get it. Sometimes we do something wrong. But growing up is scary. There's school, there's tests, there's telling times with clocks that have hands. There's tying your shoes and kilograms and kilograms. Kilograms? I don't know, it's hard, but that's why I go to school. It's just hard to grow up. Sometimes we just need moms, moms to tell us everything's okay. Number 10, the secret to changing the world, moms. Without moms, none of us will be here. Moms, kids love you, 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 and you. If every mom in the world knew how awesome they were, every problem in the world would be fixed. From kids everywhere, thanks for believing in us, putting up with us, and straight up loving us. Mom, you keep us dancing. awesome mom to you. Let them know you wouldn't be here without them. Keep present out. Mom upside down is wow. So men, I would like for you, there's just a few of you in the room, but I would like for you guys to stand up and say wow to your moms, to your wives. They're not your moms, but they're your wives. To your mom, They are wow. Say it. They're awesome. Because without moms, 
none of us would be here. You know, right? Um, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Most of you know me. Um, Dennis and I have been married this year, 30 years. He's saying, wow. We have um, three children. One or two of them were by birth. One is by God, and that's Bradley. And um, it's awesome. One you get to choose. The other two were just given to me. Not really. They were great. Um, Amy did a great job. Awesome. Um, What I'm going to be talking about, the other three points, are wisdom, righteousness, and care. And all of us know our moms are probably the wisest woman that we know, right? They have all the great things to say. Amy gave us a list of them. They are the, the wisest people we know because they have the right thing to say at the right time. Anytime you're down or whatever, your mom is the one that can pick you up when nobody else can. Um, When I was working on wisdom, the verses that came to me was the Proverbs 31 woman. And it's the whole verse. I mean, the whole chapter. We can't read it all because it takes too long. But the wisdom that that woman has, and that woman is us, moms. We are that woman. All we have to do is ask the Lord to help us become the Proverbs 31 woman. In James, it tells us, if any man man or woman needs wisdom, let him ask of the Lord, and he'll give it. So wisdom is something that all we have to do is ask the Lord for it. It It doesn't really come naturally, but if we ask the Lord, it will. Experience is a great teacher. It teaches us wisdom. Sometimes we have to go through a lot of stuff that is not really pleasant, but we won't go through it the second time because we've learned. And the wisdom kicks in there, and we're like, mm, not going there. I did that, and I know where that led me. So wisdom is something that our moms deserve. They've asked for it. They got it. If most of us can think about our mothers and think of the wise things that they've told us, they had it. Even though maybe they didn't think they did, they do. Um And the the three things that I had in that is a wise woman is influential. She can, she, she is a person who is, she influences others. A wise woman. She influences her children every day. She is a good example, a wise woman. Um, She is powerful. She is strong. Um, The, 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 um, Definition of wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, intelligence, and common sense. And if you've got common sense, you're pretty much a good person. Because we've seen a lot of book smart people that don't have any common sense, and they're like, you know. And then you've got that person who may not be so book smart, but they have common sense. That's the person I'll take over any day. I'll take that common sense person because you can train them. You can help them. The book smart person, they know how it's supposed to be, but they don't always do it that way. So anyway, the wise woman, she impacts her family. She impacts them. 
they become what she has allowed them to become. A mom can either halt growth in a child or she can promote growth in that child. And to me, I want to promote growth in my children. And so I want to be that kind of influential person who promotes growth in my children. Um, A woman who is wise has great integrity. She's honest. She's pure. And that is um, Proverbs 31, 6. I don't think you've got it up there. So, sorry. Proverbs 31, 26. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is in her tongue. That faithful instruction is what we want in every mom. That faithful instruction is what a mom wants in her daughter, in her son. Because if, if we know that we've placed that there and we see them out in the community and they're being good stewards and they're being good people, that's what good communities are made up of, is good people training other people to be good. And I want my children, and I know you do too, to be wise people who are just good people in the community. Um, The next one is righteousness. And that verse is Proverbs 21.21. He who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. So why wouldn't we want to seek that? Why wouldn't we? Um, The three points I have on that, well, righteousness first is adhering, sticking to moral principles. How much simpler can you get? That's all it is. Just being a good moral person, living a good life. Um, You think right. That's the first thing. Your thoughts produce stuff in your body and make you do it. So if your thoughts are all screwed up, guess what? Your life's going to be screwed up. You've got to have good thoughts. And a man, it's in um, Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, and lovely, think on these things. Think on the things that God has created. Think on the things that God is doing. That will help you in your life every day. And that's what moms deserve. They deserve their children to lead a righteous life. Um, Right actions. Amy spoke about those actions earlier. Um, My verse was Galatians 6, 4. Each one should test his own actions. If you are above the age of accountability, if you are about 8, 9, you know right from wrong. Your son, Noah, Knows right from wrong. He wasn't thinking at that point, but now he knows I will never, ever, ever again stand on a fish tank and try to jump up and down on it. That's his, his actions were just wrong at that time. That doesn't make him a bad person. It was just a wrong action. But God has placed mothers in our lives to help us with those actions. Like Bethany, I'm sure, loved on him and everything, but I'm sure... The next time he walks out there, do not get on a fish tank. So she's going to teach him. He's going to learn from those things. Um, Right results. When you have right thinking, right actions, 
guess what? You will have right results. And that one is when you pursue righteousness, you will find life, prosperity, and honor. Why wouldn't you want to seek that? Why wouldn't you like those results? Those are the best results you could ever ask for. So for a mom, you, your mother really deserves you to be a right-thinking person, a right-acting person. Therefore, you get right results. Um, and then the last one is caring. And that verse is Nahum 1-7. Where the heck is Nahum in the Bible? It's in the Old Testament. It's about that little. And it says, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust him. All of us have moms who have cared for us throughout our life. Even when you get, oh, I'm, and my mom still cares for me. There was a situation this week that it was hard for me. And I called my mom, and she called me back. She talked to me for a long time there. And then she sent me a message, and she was like, as I was praying for you, and that was all it took. <laughs> I was like, that's what a mom does. Moms who care pray for their children. Moms who care are very compassionate, and they love their kids. My mom called me. She tells me her prayer, what she prayed. It was exactly what I needed, and I was okay. My week has been better because my mom cared. Your mom cares. Your mom does things for you that you might not even realize. Wow, she cared about me at that moment. Wow. Compassion. Mothers are this. That's just moms. Every mom is compassionate. You, when you first have that baby, what's the first thing you do? You hold it. That's being compassionate. That's being loving. That's what we do. We're just, that's just us. Um, it's deep feelings. It's a tenderness. Um, if you don't have that in your life, ask the Lord. He'll give it to you. Um, an attitude. And if you notice, I'm taking care and doing the letters. Attitude. And Amy kind of did this earlier. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's an attitude. Women are the atmosphere changers in a home. I can either make my home happy or I can make my home bad. And if I'm in a good mood, everything flows well. But if I'm not, I can uproot the whole thing in my house. And husbands, they don't do it as much as a woman does because your kids take their cues from you. They take it from their mother. So... Watch your attitudes. Relational. A mother is relational. You just watch. I mean, I sit here and I look at you guys. Your mom is holding your hand. I mean, the whole service, you guys have just been cool. It's just great to see it. Miss Francis and your children. It's relational. We love our kids. We want to be with our children. We want just that closeness of our kids. It's just cool. And it only gets better as they get older. So if you've got little ones and they're driving you crazy right now, it's okay. They'll get their own house later and they'll move out. And when you get tired of them, they'll go home. It's good. Mothers are an example. 
You are the example that your children are going to follow, just like Amy said earlier. We are the example. We must set forth an example that we want our children to follow. And, of course, there's going to be days when we may lose it and, oh, God, please don't let them follow this example. And more than likely, they'll remember that when they're telling stories about you 20 years from now. They'll remember that action. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's just what they do. They remember that time that you did whatever crazy thing you did. Um, More than what they remember that you held them when they were hurting. But that's what they know. They remember the other stuff, but they know my mom loves me. My mom cares for me. She's there when I need her. Regardless if I've failed, regardless if I've just made the biggest mistake of my life, mom is always constant. Mom is always there. Moms deserve care as well. Children, adults who have mothers, your mom deserves the same thing that she's given you. She deserves that as well. Okay? Um, The last thing, we as mothers are examples to our children We must plant in our children what we want to sow. So if you're you're reaping stuff that you're really not appreciating in your children, guess what? It was planted there. Don't know how, when, why, but there's there's things in there that were planted that you might need to rotor-rooter or whatever. Rototiller, I guess, is something. (laughs) Not rotor-rooter. That's other places. You could do that, too. But, you know, I mean, just, just go back over that and tell your child how much you love them. Tell your kids, you are the most special thing that ever happened in my life. Regardless if you feel that way today or if you don't, when you feel it the least, that's when you should say it the most. If I'm having a bad day with my kids, I might walk away for a little bit, but I'll come back and say I love you. And usually they will too. And usually they know that they've upset, they've, you know, done whatever. And most of the time they'll say, I'm sorry. Not all of the time. Neither one of them are in here right now. Not all of the time. But most of the time they will. So moms know today that you are loved. You are wise. You are righteous. You have obedient children. You have affectionate children. And respectful children. So go out today knowing that you're a mom and you are wow. So when your kids come up to you, say, you can call me mom, but I'd rather you call me wow. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. 
Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.